0: Casting System presents The Mysterious Traveler, written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Cogan, and starring tonight two of radio's foremost personalities, Santos Ortega and Ann Shepard in Out of the Past. This is The Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, and it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and be comfortable, if you can, as you hear, Out of the Past. <laughs> your name is Joan Morgan. And as you stand looking over Central Park from your penthouse terrace on this beautiful spring day, you can't help but feel you're the luckiest woman living. You're young, attractive, fairly wealthy, and happily married to a Broadway actor. Yes, Joan, there's little more you could ask for. The doorbell rings, you run to the door to greet your husband, Keith, who's home from his matinee performance. Hello, beautiful. How's my one and only?
1: Hello, darling. <laughs> oh, Keith, no wonder every actress wants to have you for her leading man.
0: Nonsense. I'll have you know the only person I kiss like that is my wife.
1: <laughs> Better say that. How is the matinee today?
0: Fine. I got seven curtain calls. Oh, here's the afternoon mail. I picked it up at the desk.
1: Hmm. Anything for me?
0: I haven't looked it over there.
1: Oh, yes, here's one for me. Three others for you, dear.
0: Let's see. Hmm. This one's a bill from the hotel management. Darling, we're living beyond our means.
1: Oh, Keith, you're not going to start that again, are you? Well, we have over half a million dollars.
0: I've told you a dozen times I won't touch that money. It's yours, not but mine.
1: darling, it isn't a question of its being yours or mine. It's jo- ours.
0: Joan, I made it clear to you when we got married that we'd have to live on the money I earned.
1: Then what'll I do with my money if you won't allow me to spend it?
0: Well... Someday we'll have six children. You can save it for that. (laughs)
1: All right, darling. I wonder who my letter can be from.
0: You rip open the envelope, Joan, as Keith looks at the rest of his mail. For a moment you feel as if your heart has stopped then it begins to beat wildly. Over and over you read the two sentences. A friend from Europe expects you tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock at the Hotel Edgewood. Please bring $25,000 in cash, or else I shall be forced to take action. John Benedict. John, what is it? What's wrong, darling?
1: Uh, what did you say?
0: You look so upset. Is it that letter you're reading?
1: Letter? No. No.
0: Well, then, if it isn't the letter, what is it?
1: It's nothing, darling, nothing at all. It's just... I have a headache. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I get you something? No, Keith, no, no. I'll be all right. All I need is a little rest.
0: Come in, won't you, Joan? Sorry to skip you waiting.
1: Martin, you must help me.
0: Why, of course, Joan. You know I'd do anything for you. Sit down and tell me about it.
1: Martin, I'm in trouble. I'm in great trouble.
0: Joan, what is it? What's wrong?
1: I'm being blackmailed. Blackmailed? Yes.
0: By whom?
1: A man named John Benedict. I don't know who he is. But I received a letter from him yesterday afternoon.
0: There's only one thing to do, and that's to go to the police. I'll call the district attorney. No, no,
1: no, no, no. I can't go to the police. Why not? This... This man, Benedict, knows something I can't afford to have exposed.
0: What does he know, Joe?
1: Please, don't don't ask me. I I know that you were my father's best friend, but I can't tell you. Believe me, if it if it ever gets out, it would ruin my marriage, my life. I I couldn't stand to lose Keith. I couldn't. I'd rather die.
0: All right, Joe. I think you're making a mistake, but I'll help you. How much money does this man, Benedict, want? A half hour later, you enter a dingy hotel and go to room 14. As Martin opens the door, he reveals a squalid, dimly lit room. For the first time, Joan, you see John Benedict. He's a tall, heavy man with coarse features and a thick black beard. In the half-light, he appears to be about fifty. His clothes are a fine English cut, but time and wear have taken their toll. He stares at you for a moment, Joan, then speaks. How do you do, Mrs. Morgan? Won't you please come in?
1: Thank you. This is Mr. Walker's friend.
0: Yes, yes, of course. I trust you will forgive me these dismal surroundings, but alas, I am quite penniless. So you thought it would be an excellent idea to blackmail this lady for funds? I am afraid you misunderstand me, Mr. Walker. I am not forcing this beautiful lady to give me 5,000 pounds. Rather, I am, shall we say, requesting a loan. Yes. But if she doesn't give you this loan, you'll ruin her marriage or her life. It would distress me to ruin anyone's life. But then it also distresses me to live in a pigsty like this. A much more suitable place would be the state penitentiary.
1: Martin! Please, don't talk like that.
0: Evidently, Mrs. Morgan, your friend is more interested in having me placed in prison than in saving you from disaster. I'm afraid you have not revealed our little secret to Mr. Walker.
1: No. No, I haven't.
0: Well, then, perhaps if we were to tell him, he would not be quite so eager to imprison me. Perhaps if he knew that at one time you had...
1: No, no, no. Don't say any more. I'll pay you
0: Allow me to commend you on your good judgment.
1: Martin, give him the money. Give it to him.
0: Very well. Here's your filthy blood money. Thank you. I think you have been very wise, Mrs. Morgan. Very wise indeed. Good day. In the weeks that follow, Joan, you try to forget Mr. Benedict and the terrifying secret he shares with you. But you aren't successful, are you? Everywhere you go, you unconsciously find yourself fearfully looking for him. Life has become tense, frightening. Then one afternoon, while Keith is at rehearsal of a new play, you receive a phone call. A call that sends you in a panic to Martin Walker's
1: office. Martin, I've heard from him again. Benedict? Yes, he phoned an hour ago, he wants $50,000. 50,
0: $50,000? Maybe now you'll have sense enough to let me turn this over to the police. No, I can't do that. You mean you're going to buy him off a second time? Yes, I must. But, but you can't. What's to prevent his extorting money from you a third or a fourth time? He'll squeeze you
1: dry. The money doesn't matter, do you hear? Nothing matters but keeping what Benedict knows from Keith. If Keith finds out, it'll mean the end of everything for me. Everything. Everything. <laughs>
0: Good afternoon, Mrs. Morgan. Oh, I see you brought Mr. Walker. And I was counting on a pleasant afternoon. May I take your coat?
1: No.
0: Benedict, what do you mean by asking for $50,000? We paid you $25,000. That was supposed to keep your mouth shut. Well, it has. Up to now. But as you can see by this suite of rooms, Mr. Walker, it takes money to live lavishly. Therefore, I shall need more. Well, you shan't have it. We paid you off once. We're not paying you off again. There's a limit to what anyone will pay. Yes, quite true, Mr. Walker. But the limit has not been reached as yet. You swine. If I had my way, I'd call the police and put you where you belong. Mrs. Morgan, I am afraid you are allowing your friend to go too far. I have but to pick up this
1: telephone,
0: and your world will come crashing down about.
1: No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't... Martin, give him the money. But to Give it to him. I can't
0: stand this. No. Very well. Here it is, Benedict. But I warn you, you'd better not try anything further. There is such a thing as pushing a person too far. I shall try to remember that, Mr. Walker. Thank you for your advice. And the money. You're trembling with fear as you leave Benedict's luxurious suite, aren't you, darling? And even when you reach your own apartment, the fear hasn't left you. Weeks pass, and life is a nightmare. Every time someone knocks at the door or the phone rings, your heart begins to beat wildly. And worst of all, Keith senses something is wrong.
1: I'll answer it. But I'm much closer to it. Hello? This is the Morgan's apartment? Yes?
0: This is a stage manager at the theater. Will you please remind Mr.
1: Morgan of the special matinee we're doing today? Uh, yes. Yes, I'll tell him. It w- was a theater calling Keith to remind you of today's special performance.
0: I haven't forgotten. It's only five or two. I still have a few minutes before I have to leave. Joan. Yes. What is it, darling? What's come over you? Come over me? Yes. These past weeks, you've been just a bundle of nerves. Every time the phone rings or the mail arrives, you begin to tremble. What's wrong?
1: Darling, you're just imagining all that.
0: Don't stop acting as though I were a child. I can see something's wrong, and I want to know what it is.
1: Keith, please. There's nothing... Who could that
0: be? Never mind, I'll get
1: it. No, no, Keith, I would rather... Look, darling, you have to get to the... To the... so long Why Why doesn't he come back Keith Who is it Keith! Joan what is
0: it Why did you scream like that
1: I I didn't scream Who was that at the door
0: Well it was Just a special delivery boy He brought a special delivery for you
1: Special delivery Yes here Thank you
0: Aren't you going to open it after all, it is a special delivery. Yes.
1: Of course.
0: I never saw anyone so afraid of a letter. Who's it from? Joan, what's wrong?
1: Nothing. N- nothing.
0: Don't no. tell me that. You look as though you were going to collapse. Now give me that letter. No, 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 I said, please. Give Keith. it to me. No, please. Yeah, that's better. Perhaps this letter will tell me what's wrong. Well, it's only one sentence. I will phone you at two. There isn't even a signature. Who wrote this note, Joan? I I
1: don't know.
0: You must know. Else, why would you have grown so pale? I'll phone you at two. It's almost two now. I'll wait for that call. Please,
1: please. You must have faith in me. All
0: these weeks I've had faith, said nothing, hoping you'd tell me what was wrong. Now I must find out for myself. Well, right on time. Keith, just two o'clock.
1: Please, don't answer. Take your
0: phone. Take your hand off the phone, Jones. Please, Joan.
1: Keith, no. I said I take your, your hand off the phone. It, no. Hello? Hello? Hello?
0: No answer. another call hung up when they heard my voice. I suppose you won't tell me who it is? All right, then. I have to leave for the matinee now. I won't be home for please. dinner, but when I return after tonight's performance, we'll have this out once and for all. Please,
1: please. I just can't tell you. If you'd only wear I can't. Oh, darling. If only I could tell you. If only I could. But I know you wouldn't want me then. How could you? How could you if you He must
0: be here again. Hello. Good afternoon, Mrs. Morgan. You
1: You promised you'd leave me alone. That I'd never hear from you again. That was only a month ago.
0: Yes, I know. Ah, but then I am always making promises. I cannot
1: You've ruined everything, everything. My husband read the special delivery letter you sent. He answered the phone when you called a few minutes ago. How can I explain?
0: Oh, that should not be too difficult for a clever woman like yourself. And you are a clever woman, are you
1: not? (gasps) What do you want? I'm tired of your playing cat and mouse with me.
0: I intend to call on you at 5.30 this afternoon.
1: I won't pay you another cent to you here. There's no end to your demands.
0: You may expect me at five thirty. No. And do not have Walker there. No,
1: I won't see you. I won't. Hello, hello, hello. I won't see you. <laughs>
0: Good afternoon, Mrs. Morgan. As you can see, I am right on time. It's exactly Thursday. <coughs> this is a lovely penthouse you have. It's good to see you without walking
1: around. How can you do this to me? I've never harmed you. Why do you insist on ruining my life? Why?
0: My dear lady, the last thing I desire to do is to ruin your life. Unfortunately, the world you and I live in, being what it is, I am forced by circumstances to live by my wits.
1: If I give you the money now, how do I know you won't be back in another month?
0: Oh, that is very simple. Because after you pay me off this time, there would not be any point in my bothering you again. What do you mean? I mean, Mrs. Morgan, that this time I want a half million dollars. A half?
1: million dollars?
0: Yes. If I am not mistaken, that is what the balance of your fortune amounts to. Do you not see? Once you have paid it over to me, there would be no point in my bothering you anymore. Simple. Is it not? You
1: must be mad.
0: I? Oh, no, Mrs. Morgan, not I. Come now, you love your husband and he loves you. There are years and years of happiness before you. If he does not learn your little secret. You are wise. You will turn the money over to me.
1: I can't. I can't. If I were to withdraw half a million, he'd find out about it. Ah, but
0: there is always the chance that he won't. You do not do as I ask. I shall be forced to reveal the secret. No. No. Yes, Mrs. Morgan. Your husband will learn that while you were in England in 1939, you murdered your... Uh, sweet.
1: I won't listen. I won't listen. But won't... your
0: husband will. <laughs> And they will learn that after you committed this murder, you spent the following eight years in an English insane asylum. No!
1: No, you can't tell him you can! Think of what a sensation the
0: tabloids will make out of it. And think of what people will say. No! Your husband would have to divorce him! No! Fainted, have you? That is not going to help you. Mrs. Morgan. Martin, I just got your message at the theater. Where's Joan? What's wrong? She's in her bedroom with Dr. Richards. It seems that she. Here's Dr. Richards now. Doctor, what's wrong? Keith, you must prepare yourself for a shock. What's happened? Half hour ago, one of your neighbors on the floor heard Joan weeping and screaming hysterically. The manager knew I was your doctor and sent for me. But, but why was she weeping and screaming? She's had a breakdown. A uh, breakdown? Yes. Well, I want to see her. I must. Very well, Keith, but only for a moment. Mr. Walker, I'm afraid you'll have to wait here. I understand, her. Uh, Keith, you must keep a grip on yourself. All
1: right. Don't. Darling, Keith. Please, stay away from me. Stay away, both of you. No, don't come near
0: me. Doctor, no. don't you not even recognize uh, me? Yes, Keith, I know. I know.
1: who you are. You can't fool me. One of you is Mr. Benedict. Maybe both of you are Mr. Benedict. Yes. I know what you're here for, but I won't let you. I won't let you. She's
0: completely out of her mind. I know you're
1: both. Mr. Benedict, you can't fool me. Who is this Benedict she keeps talking about? I don't know, Keith. She She feels she's being persecuted
0: (laughs) by this Benedict fellow. He may be real, and again, he may be a figment of her imagination. She's definitely afraid of (laughs) her. Yes, she sees everyone as this fellow Benedict. I tried to give her a sedative, but she she grows violent when I approach. But can't... Can't you do something for her? I've already sent for an ambulance. She'd be much better off in a hospital where she can have constant medical care. Come along, Keith. How is she, Doctor? Well, it may be a long time before she recovers. I'm going down to the lobby to wait for the ambulance. I suggest you two stay here. Keep an eye on her. I've left the door to her room open. All right, Doctor. Shouldn't be more than a few minutes. How do you feel,
1: Keith?
0: (sighs) Tired, if you want to know. It's only natural. These past two months have been quite strenuous for you. But with a half million dollars and a wife who'll probably never be in any condition to ask you about it, you've done quite well. Quite well? That's an understatement. Name one actor, living or dead, who could have given as great a performance of Mr. Benedict's idea. You were superb, as Benedict, I admit. Superb, why, I was magnificent. The costume, the makeup, my accent. Simply perfect. I tell you, it was the greatest performance ever given. What a pity you weren't here at 5.30 this afternoon. I'm sure I missed the performance of the age. I outdid myself. You should have heard me. Yes, Mrs. Morgan. Your husband will learn that while you were in England in 1939, you murdered your, uh, sweetheart. That after you committed this murder, you spent the following eight years in an English insane asylum. Ah, it's really a pity I've played my greatest role to an audience of one. Well, yes, Keith, but you're probably the highest-paid actor in the world. I'm sure that a half million dollars for two months' work, or less my share, of course, is something of a record. <laughs> yes, it probably is. I heard you, Mister
1: Benedict, but, you can't fool me. John, I know one of you is Mister Benedict. Or Are you, poor both... Mister? Yes. You both must be Mr. Benedict. That's clever. That disguise you use, that's clever. But you can't fool me.
0: She must have overheard you. That brought her out of her room. Yes, no matter how many
1: disguises you use, I know you. No, no, no! Don't you come near me! Don't come near me! Gee,
0: she's going to come. Don't come near me. Put that gun down. I'm not
1: going to let you. Tell. I'm not going to let. No, you No! Don't! Tell. Don't, John! Stop! <laughs> Are you...
0: You shot me. <laughs> oh, Joe, no. I'm not Mr. Benedict. He's... <laughs> Mr. Benedict.
1: You'll never tell Keith now. never, never. Never. <laughs>
0: This is the mysterious traveler again. Did you enjoy our trip? Too bad about poor Keith and Martin. Such interesting scoundrels. That fellow Keith was certainly a remarkable actor, wasn't he? But, uh, like so many actors, he overplayed his role. Uh, With fatal results. What happened to Joan Morgan? The poor woman was committed to an institution where, after several years of treatment, she recovered completely. However, she still has a deathly fear of actors. Oh, you'll have to get off here, I'm sorry. But I'm sure we'll meet again. I take this same train every week at the same time. You've just heard The Mysterious Traveler, a series of dramas of the strange and terrifying. The role of The Mysterious Traveler is played by Maurice Tarplin, Others in the cast were Santos Ortega, and Shepherd, and Roger DeCobin. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.